Welcome to the Black Voice. It's time to get real. We are here to motivate and promote positive change for black culture. And this is a show featuring you. Call into the show 24-7 at anchor.fm slash blackvoicej. From there, hit message and you can be heard on future episodes. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe and rate on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be sure you don't miss any future episodes. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to the Black Voice. Thank you all for joining us this week. Shout out to all the first time listeners. A couple weeks away from the election here, and we're definitely going to get into some much needed conversation today. And we're joined by our old friend Sonny, who rejoins us after our ONU and HBCU episode. Definitely go check that out if you haven't heard it yet. Um, but Sonny came back on just to talk about the political landscape. We touched on Kanye West, of course, the two the two lead candidates of the Democratic and Republican Party. Also hollered at Joe Jorgensen for a little bit. So just a lot of information here, man. Just a lot of conversation. And um, I hope you guys thoroughly enjoy it. Also, we're going to have some call-in responses from the WAP conversation. We're going to put that at the end. So definitely stay tuned for that. Next week's talk of the conversation for the call-ins. Why are you or why aren't you voting? Definitely tune into this conversation. Hit us at anchor.fm slash blackvoicepod. That is a change. Anchor.fm slash blackvoicepod. Let us know what's on your mind. Find the message tab and go ahead and speak and be heard on a future episode. Why are you or why aren't you voting? That is the call-in conversation of the week. You guys tune into this conversation between Sonny and I. Stay tuned for the call-in responses to the WAP conversation. And I look forward to continuing to share with you guys. This is the Black Voice. Welcome back to another edition of The Black Voice. Thank you all for joining us this week. Um, I am joined today by Sonny, who is actually a returning guest. He joined us on the ONU HBCU PWI episode earlier. Um, so we welcome Sonny back to the show. Much love. What up, Sonny? How you doing? Um, straight, man. Straight, man. I appreciate you joining me today. Um, give us a sense of geography, man. I woke up at like 6 in the morning. You said it was it was 10 a.m. over there, man. Where, where you at right now? Oh yeah, my bad. So I'm in uh, the UK right now, just outside of London. It's this uh, little suburb called High Wycombe. I'm just kind of kicking it out here for the time being. America's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was actually born out here, so I just decided I'll just pop on the plane, come back since I got my passport and everything, and just just kick it for a bit. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's, that's dope. Dope to hear. Um, so we'll we'll get into it, man. So you know, we were talking a little bit on Facebook Messenger and whatnot about what this conversation was, was going to entail. Just let the people know, man, let me know what, what brought you here today? What made you want to hop on a black voice with you? Yeah, man. So I know you, obviously I've been on this show before you had me on and we were talking a lot about the PWIs versus HBCUs. And I think this actually has an interesting parallel because part of what my worry is, is that 
American politics is kind of like, it feels like a monopoly or a duopoly, I guess. And the two parties, the Democrats and Republicans, hold all the power, right? And so one of the things that I feel is important, especially whether it's political theory or negotiating, whatever it is, if you don't have another option, you are stuck with whatever they offer you. So for me, one of the things that I feel Kanye West, and so that's kind of what I wanted to bring up today, is that I feel like the conversations around Kanye West have been marred by, you know, dismissals, talking about mental health issues. And we can have those conversations. Yeah, a lot of ridicule. Nobody really taking it seriously. And I think that's by design. I think a lot of it is to kind of skirt that before it even becomes a legitimate thing. But I feel like the momentum is starting to pick up. Maybe, who knows, but I'm kind of, I, I like to to think for myself on a lot of things. I, I usually end up on an island, but that's fine with me. And so with Kanye West, I'm the same way. I felt like after thinking through and seeing what it would mean, I couldn't really come to any other conclusion than Kanye 2020. And that's just kind of how I feel. And a lot of people won't really get that, but that's just kind of what I wanted to bring to the table or try to try to defend my thoughts on that. Yeah. And I can second that. I often end up on the Island with the thought process and what, in, you know, what makes you support something like a movement of Kanye 2020. It's not that I think, or Sonny thinks that Kanye West is going to win the presidential election. It's, it's the, it's the meaning behind it. It's the fact that he even, you know, <laughs> conceived the thought of running for president. It's encouragement for the generations behind him. Like, let me ask you this, Sonny, from, from yeah. our perspective as young black men, mm-hmm. is Kanye 2020, is it supposed to be far-fetched after Donald Trump is in office? I That's mean, part of it, bro. Like, Donald Trump wasn't supposed to win. So if he was able to do it, to me, that speaks to the fact that, yo, it's a new paradigm. Like, being an expert politician isn't a prerequisite. Just being a leader, being authentic, being true. And I feel like those are things that we kind of conflate with each other. Like if somebody's an eloquent speaker, then we just automatically throw on all the other good qualifications. Mind not, not, not paying attention to what they actually do. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, if this is a direction that we can move into where quote unquote, anybody can be president now. Okay. Is that such a bad thing? Because to me, if we have a restricted, it's like a funnel or it's like a, it's kind of like you're either in or you're out. It's like this elite class of whatever, then that's not really reflective, reflective of the people. To me, somebody who's reflective of the people is somebody who went through the mud, came up in Chicago has somebody like he, he's real. Like he's never, some people say, Oh, he's changing of this, that, and the other. I missed the old kind. I feel like he's been the same people just now starting to either catch up or try to get away from that. But like when he said what he said, whether it's about George Bush, whether it's about Taylor Swift, he has a lot of, I guess, alternative ideas. Right. I think part of how we rein that in is by bringing it back through the filter of love like how do we actually say all right let me try to understand what he's saying instead of just going hmm, i don't feel that he's crazy put him off in the corner and i think when we start trying to understand then we can start maybe beginning to move in the direction where okay there is another viable 
option. We don't have to choose between a supposed white supremacist and somebody who is most likely a pedophile. Like we have these crazy options right now. And it's like, we just, we're trying to normalize it. And I'm like yelling, like, no, let's not normalize this. We're not about to do this lesser or two evils thing until everybody's dead. No, let's try to figure out if there's another way. And I think that Kanye is trying to set that stage. And it's clear that no one, no one is in a hundred percent support of either the lead candidates. And then we have reverted back to that lesser of two evils type of mentality. And some of the words you mentioned, I mean, being a leader, being true, yeah. motivational, um, love. These are things that I can associate more so with Kanye West than Donald Trump or Joe Biden, quite frankly, if I'm just being blunt. And it goes back to, I think it goes back to how we're voting in the system yeah. and how things are brought about. With Donald Trump being elected, bro, it's clear that this is a popular type of conversation at this point. This is no longer about politics. This is about popularity. Mm -hmm. So we have an electoral voting system deciding what is actually a popular vote. So the more popular person can win and the electoral college decides to vote, the less popular person or vice versa. I think person. that's... The whole voting system is... That's overall. it, bro. I think that's part of the 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 rise of Antifa, I think that that's kind of their whole thing is that, yo, this populist is in office and he's about to use the madness of the crowds to sway things for everybody here, even if we don't agree. But where I feel like they falter is that they, they fall into the same trap, except now they're on the other side of it. So that's obviously, this is my opinion, but I feel like part of the problem with being like rooting your identity and being anti fascist anti-anything really is that now you've just become the antithesis of that and a lot of times the qualities are actually similar like you demand full obedience to the party line you you ridicule people who step out and it's it's all kind of hazy when you start trying to make that your moral high ground but regardless i feel like one of the things that we have to start getting towards is our elections need to be reflective of what people really think I fear that our our elections are simply a reflection of how you can get, how you can manipulate the most amount of votes, if that makes sense. Like I was scrolling Twitter yesterday and I saw somebody say, oh, Joe Jorgensen is in the lead in Kentucky. If I knew that that person had a chance, maybe I would have voted for him because I guess they voted early for somebody else. And to me, that speaks to the whole problem. Like, why don't you just vote for who you truly believe would be the best leader and not let these people guilt trip you into voting for who they want you to vote for? Because if you get to the end of it and you realize, oh, wow, that person had a chance I voted for who I didn't want to vote for, then you you played yourself at the end of the day. So I feel like we should really begin to start trying to wade through the muck of misinformation and all the other stuff that goes on with elections and just try to get to the heart of what we really want in a leader and how we actually want to get there. Yeah. And Joe Jorgensen, Joe Jorgensen she's actually a, that's a female candidate, libertarian yeah. political party. Um, and she's been getting a lot of, a lot of headway as far as yeah, the party. I think it's a lot of people just not wanting to choose Trump or Biden, which I completely understand. I mean, it's kind of like that inflection point to me, like that point in the graph where it starts to accelerate exponentially either up or down. Right. And I think 2020 is that for us. It's like this is our recalibration year. Are we going to fall back in line and do the same things or are we going to start trying to fix this political system 
from what it is. And, you know, there's a lot, obviously, that is wrong with it. We There's a lot of things that we can disagree or agree on. But at the end of the day, we kind of understand that this thing is broken and it's not reflective of the population truly. So if we want to get to that, I think we have to start taking some responsibility too individually. Okay, how can I make my vote count more or how can I become more reflective of who I'm trying to have like part of the problem with Trump in my in my eyes is that he's like this this cult of personality to where people who follow him just do so blindly and there is a sense of he can do no wrong right and that leaves you with a whole other problem and so it has to be there has to be critical thoughts where you can criticize the person that's leading but at the same time not criticize the entire legitimacy of them being in charge at that point in time. Like it can't just be, you can't throw away the baby with the bathwater. We have to try to figure out how to rectify the situation, but it's tough, right? It's tough. And so I think right now Kanye's trying to show the world like, yo, even if I'm not the one that you think is the most eloquent, this is my plan. And this is why I'm running. You can decide if you want to run, if you want to vote for me. And, and I know, I feel like that's compelling. I'm as a Christian too, somebody who actually specifically explicitly states Jesus Christ, God as the lead of his campaign, especially in this day and age where it seems like Christianity in general, but religion is under attack. Like you look all around the world, people of all types of faiths are being condemned. It's not just a thing to where, oh, we don't have the chance to go to our meetings on Sunday. It's like people getting killed, people getting shipped off in containers. And it's like, I feel like Kanye running for president is also reflective of this global struggle that we're in. I think it's a global power struggle. And I think we need more people who are willing to speak up and speak truth in love, obviously. And when we get to that place where there's enough people speaking up, and I feel like it's over. And I, I'll just touch on what I think makes people at least upset okay. about Kanye West. There's a lot of rhetoric that Kanye is only here to split the vote, that he's actually a you know a Trump fanboy, that he's he's doing this to take away votes from Biden in order to get Trump reelected. This and that. I, I truly don't think these are Kanye's intentions, man. I'm not I'm not inside the man's head, but for one, regardless of who he is, I don't think Kanye West has the true power and influence to to swing an election, man. We're talking about the, the presidential election. Unless he was truly running on paper, not write-ins, unless he was yeah. truly running, I don't think Kanye West has that influence to, to swing an election. What he can do is swing the conversation Boom. about the election and make us talk about third parties and make us have these conversations. That's where Kanye's impact truly is. He's not trying to run for political office and sit on the presidential seat. That's, that wasn't his intention from jump. But these conversations, I think so. And that's why I really wanted to come on your platform. And I appreciate you having me, bro, because it's the conversations, right? It's the it's the fact that we now have a place that we can at least an opportunity to speak about these things to where before it might have not even people wouldn't be interested at all in the in the least in the slightest. But now, because there are things that are starting to happen, we have an opportunity to speak truth to them. And another thing, too, I would say. Part of my issue with that uh, line of thinking, and obviously I don't know who has it out there, but 
if you feel like Kanye West is going to take votes from your candidate, to me, that speaks to the fact that your candidate did not have a solid platform to begin with. If they had something that was real and compelling, <laughs> I wouldn't... I, I, the biggest Kanye stan, wouldn't even consider voting for the man because I understand that it's still about policies. But nobody really is speaking to my people in a way that feels compelling. Everyone is trying to reach out and pander and this and that and the other. Yo, where's the real, real, real basis? Where's the foundation? What are we building on? Because it can't just be you guilt tripping me into voting for you again. There needs to be something that's tangible here. And if it's not, and people are leaving your your side, whoever side, that's on you. There has to be some responsibility there. And we're we're damn near begging people Bro. to stand out. Man. <laughs> I was watching the last debate. I'm please, somebody show me that you're capable of leading man, this country, bro. man. Like, and this is the whole country is begging yeah, someone to stand. It's out. crazy, crazy, man. Like, just somebody with something real, somebody with some passion, somebody with some. And it has to be more than just beat Trump, too. Like, I get it. The left is completely enamored with this man. Like, they love him, but they can't admit it. So they try to whatever. Look, I get it. <laughs> he's a, he, he's not a nice person. He says, he says the wrong things, blah, blah, blah. But let's not try to let's not try to make him the axis of evil. Let's also realize that. Because the reason he won in the first place is because you guys neglected a whole entire swath of Americans. Like everybody in middle America voted for that man for one reason, because they thought that the global cabal or whatever you want to call it was moving in on America and their jobs were going to go. So they were going to go with the person who was going to give him the best chance. That's not Trump's fault. That's y'all fault. That's Democrats fault who were in charge for eight years previously who didn't do anything for those populations. So, Part of my whole problem with the whole left versus right, Republicans versus Democrats thing is that at the end of the day, and I'm sure y'all heard this before, two wings of the same bird, right? No matter who you're voting for, at the end of the day, there's somebody in power that has, in, like somebody who has a little bit, I want to say, the, inf- the, the foundations of the country, let's say, were not built on moral grounds. And so if you want to try to take the moral high ground by being a Democrat, just understand that y'all did a lot of whack stuff, too, and y'all still do them today. So let's not try to make it about, oh, I'm a better person because I'm a Democrat. No, I don't care about people's politics anymore. Just show me who you are. That's what I really care about. What type of person are you? Are you giving in your community? Are you trying to uplift folks? Are you speaking truth when you can? Are you... Right. Like these are the things that I'm worried about. If you decide to use the label Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. Fine. That tells me less about you than what you really actually bring to the table as a human being. And so I feel like we need to get back to that conversation. Who's and that's where we kind of started. Right. Like the leaders need to be folks who are true, who are authentic, who are speaking to what they really believe. And I don't see anybody out there who is more passionate about things like abortion and Kanye West, you don't got to, you don't got to agree with him to understand that this is something that really personally touches him. And so I feel like, yo, this is a problem today. A thousand black babies a day are being murdered. Like, yeah, coronavirus is real, but a thousand black babies a day. That is wild. And what are we focused on? 
right? We it's like this conversation, like this has been going on since the seventies, and nobody's really said anything until it took twenty twenty Kanye to say that abortion was wrong for people to go, oh yeah, but look, yeah, I get it. We've had these conversations before, but at the point that we're at right now in history, there has to be another. I guess we have to recalibrate again. We figure out what it is that we truly are aiming at. Because if we don't know, we're going to get pulled along by whoever is pulling the strings. Right? And it's, it's at the end of the day, if we're not trying to be at that place, then we need to start thinking for ourselves, yo, what are these people really doing? Because to me, a politician is just a professional liar. And so I'm not really believing anything that comes out of any of their mouths. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm looking at what they do, what the policies say, and who they are. From there, we can start collaborating. It's all about that collaboration. Yeah, let's do it. But I have to have somebody in office who I believe is collaboratable, if that makes sense. And, I mean, regardless, it, it does look like, at least from the things that I'm hearing, that Biden is the likely winner, the likely winner at this point. Um, it seems like the gerrymandered states, we can't even hardly count those. That's something that we spoke mm-hmm. on previously on this show. Some of the gerrymandered states are actually swinging. So, I mean, we're damn going to have to just wait to see how this thing turns out, if there's going to be a contested election. And, man, if, I don't know if you noticed or heard or saw, but in the debates, man, it, there was a question posed to both of these gentlemen that straight up said, in any event, you don't win this election, will you dissuade your people from becoming violent, from becoming physical. What are we really doing? I've, I've, I've read some articles. I don't know <laughs> if you've like, read some articles of folks who are, you would call them conspiracy theorists, tin hatters, and I get it. I like to get my palate wide because I don't really trust CNN these days. But there's some people out there, real real intellectuals, who believe that Civil War 2.0 is on, we're on the cusp of it. At least the American citizenship is. And the, the the precipitating event or the catalyzing event could be the election, depending on who loses or who wins. Love is it. Love is the answer. That's it. Like, I'm trying to do everything possible that I can to get people to at least consider like, okay, let me try to understand the other side. Because if I can do that, then we don't need to fight. We can we can talk. And that's what you're doing with this with this platform, with this podcast. Look, let's talk. Let's talk. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we probably have more in common than we have apart. So if we can talk about it, we can figure out a way forward. But if we yelling, if we fighting, if we making ultimatums and drawing lines in the sand and tearing down things, burning stuff up, then all we need is a little extra whatever. And it's it's pushing us over the edge. So I don't know. It's a dangerous time in American history. And I feel like every single individual, whether you're on the left or the right needs to take a real good hard look in the mirror and say, how am I, how am I contributing to this mess and how can I make it better? The word, the word, man. Well, Sonny, I want to shift gears to the last segment here. Mm-hmm. Feed the streets. Just any resources, books, tips, um, anything you can throw out there with the people, man. Yeah, share, definitely. Share um, so I think part of how I feel about at least progress in general is that a lot of it is self self-determined. Um, I think that too, too often we look outside for people to help us. Um, and this is as a people, but also individually. So one of the things that I, I like to do is really become quiet with myself. And you'll hear people talking about meditation and all types of stuff. 
for me, my relationship with, is with God. So I like to pray. And that's kind of like a different type of meditation. This is kind of uh, an aside from all the political stuff. But if I could give one piece of advice to people out there, I would say unplug just for a good, even if it's just a day, but try to do it for a week or two. Unplug from the madness, unplug from social media, news outlets, everything, and try to really figure out what it is that you feel, what it is that you vibe with. And then when you come back into the fray, you're not as easily manipulated by all the other talking points. You're more so rooted in what you truly know. And I think that's where we can get to. If everybody's really rooted in what they know and what they believe, nobody's getting fooled anymore. Now we can have real conversation, right? Like dialogue and not trying to, you know, get somebody, get something over somebody. So I think if I could say one thing, get back in contact with God, yo. However that looks like for you, whether that's just sitting quietly with yourself, journaling, praying, reading the word, do what you got to do to get back connected with God. Because I feel like this war is spiritual. That's love, yeah, man. That's love, man. Well, Sonny, man, I appreciate you Always coming love, on, Jake. chopping it up with us today. Hope the people, no doubt, man, I hope the people enjoy the conversation. Got something from it. They can continue yes, with their friends and family, man. This is the Black Voice Y'all stay smooth. Twenty twenty vision. Yeah, it's a bet. And now to switch gears to our call-in conversation of the week. The question was: Is WAP good or bad for the Black culture? Stay tuned. Oh, what's going on, man? This is uh, Isaac Robinson checking in, man. Appreciate you for having me on, Jake Clark. But look. Uh, to refer to your question, man, is WAP good for the black culture? Um, you know what? If I had to really uh, dial in on, on, on what the song means, then um, I probably wouldn't say the meaning of the song is good for the culture. But uh, I also wouldn't neglect the fact that this song was written and also entertained and also shot by video and also... Um, you know, just uh, put on a platform uh, by two black women, or at least, you know, colored women, women, and um, which is really a part of the black history. So, um, me personally, I think it's uh, good for the black culture. Uh, ultimately, I think WAP is a song is for adults. However, the song is, I believe, the song is bad. Definitely, when adults allow their children to or even teenagers to listen to the song or dance to the song. Um, however, my main problem with the song is when women try to use that song as a form of empowerment or something to be proud of. You know, I believe it's okay to listen to the song if that's what you want to do, if you want to dance to it. But I don't think it should be some form of anthem or something that you should be proud of or use that um, to state your claim in society. So... That's my take on it. Now, we've heard from our gentlemen on this issue, and I just want to break it down. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm going to break it down to conservative versus progressive. It's my boy from Florida. Now, his stance as conservative man is kids, teen, obviously speaking to young women. This isn't necessarily a good message to be putting out there. He says that it's not an anthem. It's not something that should be presented as so. Now, 
it is being presented as some sort of anthem. It is being presented as some sort of woman empowerment tool. And I could see how conservative man could find great issue with that. Whereas liberal man, this is my boy from California, conservative, Florida, liberal, California. My boy from Cali says these are black queens and this was a presentation put on by them that blew up. They did crazy numbers that's impacted their lives positively. So it is something that should be celebrated as some sort of token of black history. Now, I can also see that side of the coin where all in all, from Cardi and Meg's perspective, they had a plan, they envisioned it, and they executed it. Regardless of what the art form is or what it says, they had a plan, they envisioned it, and they executed it, which 99% of people can't say about damn near anything. So... To that, I do tip my hat to Miss Cardi B and Miss Megan Stallion. Now let's hear from the woman. Hi, my name is Nikki. I go by Style by Nikki Thoughts on Instagram. And the question is, is WAP the song good or bad for black culture? It's definitely bad. Um, there's nothing good about that song. Um, as a black woman, with everything going on right now, we definitely need some good, um, inspiring music. And neither one of those artists are um, inspirational when it comes to black women, to me. Um, I do understand um, as an artist that sex sells. Um, but as a black woman, I feel like we do need a lot of good, empowering music right now. And neither one of them are very empowering when it comes to that. Uh, they're very empowering when it comes to, you know, being single and having fun and stuff like that. Um, maybe college kids. Um, but at the same time, no, it's not good for black culture at all. I don't think WAP is good for the culture. It doesn't do anything to enhance the culture, but I don't necessarily think it's bad for the culture. These women are entertainers and they got their bag. Like Cardi is in her bag. That's why WAP is trademarked now. Meg is in her bag and the song has done numbers and has positively impacted their lives. At the end of the day, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Come and collect these coins. Like I don't see it as being problematic because at the end of the day, they're not the first people to make a raunchy song. And they know what sales. And so they cater to what our current needs are. It's not like we're sitting around listening to JJ Fad anymore. So, I mean, they gave the people what they wanted. I don't see what the big deal is at the end of the day. We knew they weren't role models or saints. And there you have the woman. And that's something that Kiko actually spoke on. Kiko spoke on the fact that you know, why is it that when black women make these type of songs, it's this huge uproar when, you know, people in the past, the Madonnas, the hell, even Miley Cyrus, like Lady Gaga. There's always some white pop artist, if you will, is putting out some crazy imagery, half naked. Usually the music isn't good anyway, but they're put on Front Street, celebrated. They get the accolades, they get the awards. Whereas our black queens are, are usually tore down with, you know, this type of imagery. So I can I can understand that. I can definitely understand why some folks feel that Cardi and Meg are being attacked for this type of music, whereas their counterparts are being celebrated. I can definitely hear that. Now, taking it back to our first call in from our woman, that was Nikki from the Chicago area. You know, she took the more conservative approach where... She believes the song is, is straight up bad for black culture. Um, 
Well, she believes the song is, is not good for black culture. And that's from a woman's perspective. You know, uh, what she's saying is it's just the message. The message behind the song is not good for black culture. I think everyone is inconsistent that the numbers that they did, you know, the, the billboard ratings, the streams, those are all great things. Those are all great things for the individuals of Cardi and Meg. But are they good for the whole questionable and I don't there's no right or wrong answer to this question um, I just think the conversation needed to be had I do think that overall I, I think WAP is just a huge distraction um, which is kind of contradictory that I'm talking about it here on this show but I also wanted to use this as a way to express our differences and opinions and talk about them in a constructive and productive way because we do have differences in opinions, regardless if with, with political affiliation, with how we feel about a particular person, with how we feel on particular issues, everyone tries to group black people as one. We are we are one. And we'll talk collectively and figure out how we're going to move. But we don't all think the same. To even entertain that thought is a waste of time. We don't all think the same. We are all different. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different experiences, which cause us to come up with different conclusions. So this, nonetheless, was a conversation just to put that on display. Next week's call-in, if you guys want to join the conversation, why are you voting? Or why aren't you voting? Hit us at anchor.fm slash blackvoicepod. That is a change. Anchor.fm slash blackvoicepod, P-O-D. Let us know what's on your mind, man. Why are you or why aren't you voting? So that's the topic of conversation this week. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Black Voice Pod. Again, that is Black Voice Pod, P-O-D. Definitely hit us on the platforms. Let us know what you guys think about the show. Make sure you are subscribed. Give us that five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. Wherever you're tuning in, man, go ahead and like us, rate us, support us. Just to help us reach more people, man. We appreciate the continued support. And we look forward to sharing more conversations of love with you guys in the future. If you would like to be a featured guest on the show, please get in contact with me. Email me. If you got my personal phone, text me. Hit me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you would like to be a part of the show as a guest, you think you have some value to bring, definitely contact me, man. We can set something up, have a conversation, and see if you're fit. But nonetheless, this is the Black Voice. Thank you guys all for tuning in this week. Y'all go be great. Blessings. Thank you for tuning in to The Black Voice, where we motivate and promote change for black culture. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and rate on any platform that you're listening on to help us reach more people. Also, don't forget to participate. Visit anchor.fm slash blackvoicej, hit message, and be heard on future episodes. There's power in numbers, there's power in communication, and together we shall surely rise. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Peace.